Stephen Krotis on SAFM. Eight minutes to eight the time. There was a swearing-in ceremony at the International Court of Justice yesterday for our first ever permanent judge at the court, Judge Jiratladi now officially takes office as a full judge of the International Court of Justice, elected to the position last year by the United Nations, before taking the oath yesterday, was a professor at the University of Pretoria. We spoke to him just after his election, I remember. Judge Tladi, good morning and congratulations. How are you feeling this morning? Morning. morning. I'm feeling on top of the world, I guess I should say, yeah. I'm sure you are. Um, and being sworn in yesterday, I mean, it's a it's a big oath. It's I mean, I would feel quite nervous taking an oath like that and sort of watching the process yesterday and the way the court welcomes you. It's a sort of quite a sort of solemn statement. How are you feeling? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I was I was really ready to get it over with um, and actually just start working. So um, so for me, there was a little bit of nervousness, but only. The ceremony over and done with, so I could finally say I'm a judge on the International Court of Justice, and I'm ready to uh, to make the contribution that I've been wanting to make uh, for such a long time. It is, I suppose, sometimes the work is easier than the ceremony, isn't it? That's what I I I, I felt, and and um, and yeah, I mean, I'm ready for the work. Working with other judges from around the world, and they come from very different legal systems, what do you think that's going to be like? I mean, it's going to be really interesting. We have a particular type of, of law in South Africa. We have our sort of we have our constitution that everything's based on. We have Roman Dutch law for precedent. Um, other people have very different systems. That's what's that going to be like? Yeah. Well, two things. One is that I guess we're all working on the same system on the base of the same system, and that's international law. Um, <clears throat> of course, you're right. We all have very different ways of approaching that system. Um, you, you know, unfortunately for me, I've, I've been in uh, a body like the International Law Commission, which also brings together international lawyers from different parts of the world, um, you know, with different ways of looking at it. In fact, on this bench, um, on the 15 uh, who are sitting at the International Court of Justice, I think four or five of us have been on International Law Commission. Uh, four of us have been on International Law Commission at the same time. Um, so, um, so you, you know, I've had some experience working one with some of these judges, but also with other judges who may have a very different way of looking at international law. And I think it works, and that's why you have the system actually that um, that different perspectives are brought to bear on 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 an issue. Are you expecting some tough cases to come through? And I, I ask this question because I think there's a lot more attention on the International Court of Justice than we've seen in the past, really. It seems to me to almost mm-hmm. be quite an important time for the court, perhaps. Yeah, I think really, really uh, big, important cases. Um, uh, we have very first hearing that have an advisory opinion on um, um, situation in Palestine, uh, which is, of course, broader than the South Africa-Israel case, because the South Africa-Israel case is focused only on one aspect, and that's genocide. Um, so this particular case will be looking at uh, questions of self-determination, questions of international humanitarian law, um, the question of apartheid, and um, and so on. What are the legal consequences of the presence of Israel um, in the occupied Palestinian territory? So, so that's a big case, and that's the first one that we open with. Um, 
there's a case on the obligations of states with respect to climate change. Um, the um, the um, the Ukraine Russia case um, is going to go into jurisdiction now. Um, so there's a lot of cases. Of course, there's still um, this other federal case, which will also come um, at some point uh, as well. So there's a lot of really big, important cases on on on, on very difficult substantive matters um, that that's awaiting the court. How does it work when a case involving the country you're from is actually before the court? Do you have to recuse yourself? No, um, in fact, quite the opposite. Um, as you would have um, seen when I wasn't on the court yet, um, and South Africa didn't have a, um, a, um, a judge on the bench, it was entitled to, to appoint an ad hoc judge. Um, and so now, of course, uh, because South Africa does have a a, um, a, a judge on the case, uh, it's not entitled to appoint an ad hoc judge anymore. Um, but Israel, because it doesn't have a judge on 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 the bench, uh, will be entitled to have an ad hoc judge. So um, it works exactly the opposite. Uh, the, um, um, you know, as one would expect, because there'll always be uh, some countries that. Sorry, Judge, we, we lost uh, hello, you there. Hello. Yeah, we lost you there for just a second. It's not a very strong line, unfortunately. But you're just saying that there'll always be some countries that don't have judges, so I presume they'll always get to appoint an ad hoc judge. Otherwise, if you have a judge on the court, as we do now with yourself, then you don't get to appoint an ad hoc judge. That's correct. Okay. And I don't know how correct, yeah. I don't know how much you'll say about the, the genocide case that our government brought, but I mean do you see it as a particularly important case in any way, or is there nothing you can really say about it? I mean, I can say I think it's an important case just because the uh, you know of the subject matter. Um, you know, of course, the only thing is the, it's not the only genocide case we have. Um, um, the uh, the Ukraine Russia case is also in 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 some ways also based on the genocide convention case. Um, and so it's, uh, again, you have versus Myanmar. So clearly, it shows that um, that this convention has become really important, not just for its substance, but also because it provides a basis for the jurisdiction of the court. That's probably as much as I can say on on, on that case, on those cases. Well, Judge, good luck. We'll be watching. I know we probably really won't get to speak to you very often, but I think everybody's going to be watching you and wishing you luck and sort of feeling that we're all kind of there with you on the International Court of Justice. So congratulations again and good luck. All right, Judge Adira Cloudy, we'll have to leave it there. I've just been sworn in as a court on the International Court of Justice. I'm really sorry about uh, that line there. Unfortunately, difficult to get through to him uh, where he is at the moment, uh, just before 8 o'clock.